0: This is Jim Weber from MossLetterman.com, and I'm joined by former Kentucky quarterback and SEC legend Jared Lorenzen. Jared, thank you so much for joining us. The first question I have for you is that you were on the SEC Network this past weekend, and I was wondering what it's like to be back in Lexington and be uh, such a larger-than-life figure there, uh, no pun intended, uh, just because not only were you uh, a great player at Kentucky, but just the the fans of Jared Lorenzen and just kind of the, uh, the character you become off the field. Uh, what's it like to get the love from Kentucky fans and, and also just college football fans in general? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, first of all, thanks for having me. Um,
1: Secondly, you know, it's just, Lexington's been really good to me. Um, you know, we, we haven't always been the, the, the greatest win-loss record here. Um, we've struggled when it comes to that sense, but our fans are always here, and they're always selling this place out. Um, they've taken me in, um, you know, home for me is only about an hour north anyway, so I live around the, I live in northern Kentucky right on the Cincinnati border, so, um, it's nice that they're really, you know, they're really good to me. Um, the character's the character, you know, I mean, that's just kind of me, really. Um, and then I saw some guy wanted to dress up for me as Halloween, and I said, well, The whole thing, and it's just me. Yeah, I'm just kind of laid back. I'd rather laugh about
0: how big I am but, than anything else. And if you can't laugh at yourself, you have to miss it anyway. Yeah, was there a turning point uh, in your life when, you know, I'm guessing that people have always pointed out, wow, I can't believe that guy's a quarterback and not an offensive lineman. Is there a point where it changed from, hey, you know, this really bothers me that people make jokes about it to, you know, something really funny? Or is that the way you've always treated it? Um, you know, it's always the way I've been treated. I was, I was 13
1: pounds at birth, so I have literally always been huge, um, <laughs> and bigger than most people. It's just, you know, I, I remember playing peewee and having to diet there just, you know, to make to make the, the way in. So I decided then that, um, you know, one, I'm going to play the position that I think I'm best at, and two, I'm going to have fun doing it. I'm not going to be the, the typical guy, the typical person that, um...
0: Position, I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of a different flair to it. And that's the kind of way I've gone about it. Yeah, now I know you are very familiar with these nicknames, but just for our viewers, I want to remind <laughs> just how many you have because even I, I knew about three of these, but even I am blown away looking at how many you have. There's the Hefty Lefty, the Pillsbury Throw Boy, the Quarter Got Back, the Abominable Throw Man, the Round Mound of Touchdown, the Lord of the Ringdings. He Ate Me. Butterball, Battleship Lorenzen, J-Load, Jello, J-Lo, Tubby Gunslinger, and B-B-Q for Big Beautiful Quarterback. Beautiful Quarterback. Yeah. Do you have a favorite among all these? Um, you know, when I was in New York, everybody kind of called me J-Lo, just, you know, for simplicity reasons. Um, but Happy Lefty's been the one that's kind of stuck
1: with me forever. That yeah. yeah, one is Pillsbury boy. Those two, have... Really um, stuck,
0: um, yeah. so I I'll listen to or I'll answer just about any one of them. Yeah, is is there a point you realized after your playing career that you'd become kind of this iconic figure? I mean, I think more people could name you than some former Heisman Trophy winners, just because <laughs> it's so unusual to see someone your size playing quarterback. Um, you know,
1: I never really got it until I was done. Um, you
0: yeah, know,
1: you always hear oh, you're big, you're big, you're big. And it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. You just you kind of learn to, to tune out some of them while you're playing. But, um, you know, now that I get to sit back and watch games and people tend to bring it up or, you know, when you whatever YouTube football has a good um, a good game or a good season, you know, it, it kind of, you know, my name will get brought up. And, well, I'm just happy as can be. You know, I, I didn't – I wasn't the best quarterback to ever play here. You know, that's 10 that couch. Um uh, you know, Andre Woodson's right up there, too. So, you know, I just – I knew I had to do something a little bit different. And, um, you know, I tend, I tend to be a marketing guy myself. So, you know, I might as well have a little bit of fun with everything.
0: Yeah. So one thing I remember from when you were playing, you you were at Kentucky while I was in college. And it's hard to really explain uh, watching you to someone that's younger. I think they, they think of you with the Giants as kind of being the – uh, the de facto guy on fourth down to plunge into the line and get a first down. But when, when you played at Kentucky, I mean, you literally were like a 300-pound Brett Favre. Um, when did when did people uh, see you and realize, oh my gosh, this guy can can move and get away from sacks? Uh, when do you think people really realize this isn't just going to be uh, a guy that just plunges into the line like we expect him to? Well, you know, actually, first of all, that, that's exactly
1: what I wanted to be now did I want to be 300 pounds no but yeah. I knew I was going to be bigger than everybody and the person I idol I idolized growing up with Brent Barr so that was my guy we both throw it really hard we both took probably way, way more chances than we should and probably got away with more balls being caught than we should have um, but I think it you know I think at first everybody thought okay what What, what in the world is Kentucky doing you know that they're just trying to be that off-kilter team of something different yeah. and what my freshman year, um, they said, "Okay, well, he may have a little bit behind him." I think I threw for like thirty-five hundred yards or something like that. I was like, "Okay, well, the kick can throw. He's been working on a decision making, but he can throw." Um, and then you know, he threw for another three thousand. I mean, and you know, after a couple of years, you're like, "Oh wow, he's up to ten thousand yards now." And um, you know, just because he's bigger, you know, and you talked to a lot of the other coaches that I played against. Um, I think. At first time they played me, I think it was, well, he he obviously can't move, you know, look how big he is, but I pride myself on my footwork and how I may not outrun you, but I I can keep my feet in the pocket. You know, um, I guess a modern day uh, Roethlisberger, you know, that's kind of the one that everybody kind of goes to now is a bigger guy, it takes a lot to bring him down.
0: Like go a little bit longer because I can break out of stuff. Got it. Um, I also think it was really interesting. There was an article on ESPN.com about a year ago that for all the jokes and all the fun we've had with how big you are for a quarterback, that you have really dealt with this weight issue for a long time, uh, where are you at both mentally and physically uh, with your weight? Um, yeah, you know,
1: Tommy Tom flew up from Carolina and spent about was a scary, scary, scary article because everybody's always seen the jokester side of me, you know, and yeah. the hey, I mess with anything. Um, but then when that came out, it was actually really cool. I was scared of that, but it came out really well and it, it hit a lot of people, so it was good. Um, I'm you know, Mentally, I'm always kind of good with it. Uh, physically, am I I want to be? Obviously not. Um, but it's something that's it's an everyday thing, you know, it's something that I'm Doing
0: today, what am I gonna be today? and It's just, um, you know, going to the next day, and you kind of don't. And it's, uh, I don't want to say it's a disease or anything like that, but it's something that you know I consciously think about. Yeah, in terms of playing, you wrote this hilarious letter to, or you told someone, and they (laughs) transcribed a hilarious letter on Bleacher Report to the Jets. And I know you've done this before, and the fans eat it up. I don't know, you know, if there's a shot in the NFL, but I know you've played semi-pro ball as recently as last year. Uh, If the Jets don't take you up on the offer, is there any more football for you in either, you know, the (laughs) Arena League or CFL or something? Because, you know, people love to watch it. I played, uh, there was Arena Ball that I was
1: playing, and um, the Jets better
2: not call (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, you know, I know it's first year fun, and I know people get a kick out of it, so I have some fun with it. Um, but that's all it—that's all it really, truly is. It's me uh, going out there having a good time, making you know, being able to laugh at myself and about uh, it that way.
0: And, and it was—I was, believe it was a letter to the Jets last time when uh, Gino got knocked out. Yeah. So there's a, so is this it? Have you hung up your cleats for good, or is there any chance you could play I it I have. Ah, oh, that's um, devastating to hear. Ago, I know, I, but I, did, I mean, you
1: know, I want to say for good because you yeah, know you can never, I can never one hundred percent do it. But um, I broke my leg the last time I played it, and uh, decided that I need to work on other stuff to play at thirty-three years old. Um,
2: so oh, I don't want to say it's not one hundred percent, but it's, it's pretty close. Hey, Jared, this is Jordan Rabinowitz, the managing editor of Lost Letterman. I wanted to ask you more about your post-NFL playing career, and your Wikipedia page has a bunch of kind of um, disparate information about how you wound up with the River Monsters. It says you were the general manager, <laughs> and then you resigned yeah. to become the team's quarterback. Could you explain how you got to be their general manager and um, transitioning back to playing? <laughs> yeah, the um, the
1: head of the- uh, I forget even what his name is, the owner of the league, ASF, that he'd be interested in me putting up a, uh, being a GM of a team, because I told him I didn't want to play, I didn't want to play, and um, I said, yeah, I'd love to, you know, that side of it's always kind of gotten to me, how do you construct a team, and based on a salary cap, how do you pay guys? how do you get a man, yada, 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 and um, so I started putting it all together, Of the freaking life I man! me, I couldn't find a quarterback. I, I probably brought in 15 quarterbacks to work out, and I just couldn't find one. And I um, said, Well, I happen to know one, but in order for me to play, I had to step down as GM just for, you know, conflicting deals. So I said, Okay, well, it's worth it because it's fun to, to play with the guys and to be in a locker room and, you know, travel and all that kind of stuff. So, I went about it that way. I sat down. I said, "Thank you very much." Gave it the uh, the owner of the team. I let her become the GM, and
0: I became the quarterback. This sounds like there's a Hollywood script somewhere in there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, if it was anything but
0: arena football. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, I also wanted to ask about your NFL career and what it was like backing up Eli Manning for. I think it was three years um, there's that yeah. SEC connection and also what it was like winning a Super Bowl and having a ring uh,
1: I mean it's I probably learned more in three years than I did in my entire life um, just of how to become a professional how, how to carry yourself being behind me it doesn't get any better it really doesn't um, the, the the football knowledge that I gained from him, I still use today. Um, the practical jokes I still I still use today. Um, and I was lucky enough to be on a pretty good run. We went to the playoffs every year. Um, progressively got better. Um, and then the last year, won the Super Bowl. Uh, to put it in words, I think it's impossible um, because the, it, it, the, it, you're at the pinnacle of your career. Unless I was the starting quarterback for the MVP, doesn't. I could have not have gotten any higher in that career. And um, to have the confetti falling in and your family is, you know, right there with you celebrating, it, it didn't get any better. Um, it was so much fun. Uh, the two weeks leading up, you know, being able to spend that with your family and, you know, the beautiful <laughs> Arizona and clarity. Uh, and then I was like, what was even after I got released? Uh, five or six months later I still got the back up Peyton Manning for a, a entire training camp so the career wasn't long it was extremely eventful and I got to back up those Mannings so
2: not many people can say that yeah you would mentioned that Eli Manning taught you a few practical jokes I think people would love to hear one or two of <laughs> Eli Manning's best uh, best pranks yeah, well I knew as I was saying that that next question was coming <laughs> but um
1: you no, know, it's, it's a lot of the basic, you know, look, we're at training camp. That's what we know on is training camp. Um, you, become, you revert back to being a little kid. You know, anything that'll make you laugh and giggle. So, you know, you can take a, the monster um, garbage bags or garbage cans and fill them up with water and clean them up against the door. Simple, but very effective. <laughs> because as soon as they open the door, the water goes everywhere. Fill it with whatever you want, water, catering, whatever. Um, we've saran-wrapped cars before. We've put, um, peanut butter or a jelly substance, maybe KY, maybe whatever, underneath the, um, or right right across your, um, uh, windshield wipers, so since you turn them on, it spreads everywhere. We've put them under door handles, um... I won't go into detail, but let's just say it's never safe to go to the restroom by yourself
0: (laughs) because you'll get messed with. I mean, we we did it all. We just were anything you could do to break up the monotony of training camp. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about playing with both Manning brothers. I feel like people have gotten pretty good insight into Peyton Manning's personality by seeing him on TV and in these (laughs) commercials. But I feel like for Eli, he's kind of a mystery, and a lot of people think of him as kind of a blank canvas or very boring. Can you give us more insight of uh, how the Man- Manning brothers are similar and how they're different? Um. Yeah,
1: I mean, if you, if you look at their some well, they are very similar. Um, in the sense of their, the way they get ready, the way they kind of get stuff themselves, the way they talk about it in the media. Um, I'm your brother so I can get it. He wants to um, figure it all out himself. And let me get it, let me get it. Don't talk to me after the when this when the series is over, don't talk to me. I wanna figure this out. Eli will well when I was there, he may have changed by now, but when I was Right now, and we're talking. Hey, we think we can get this play. And Eli's the type of guy that was like, okay, hey, yeah, let's try it. Whereas Peyton wouldn't do that. Peyton would, and he was a little bit further in his career, too. So, right. you know, maybe he was like that when he was younger. But then off the field, two the nicest freaking guy. all they want to do is sit back, find a place that's not crowded at all, and have a couple beers and just talk about anything but football. I mean, it's just, they're the, when they get together, they're like brother I mean, they're,
0: they're quiet they're not gonna go and they're not I'm outspoken people got it would you say Peyton is the goofier of the two or is Eli secretly goofy as well oh he, Eli's way goofier Peyton oh and okay really, uh, in the commercials yeah and
1: you see that side of it Peyton, or Eli is way goofier man and, and I think it, I think that personally because I think we're the same age so I get it they you know or I get his humor um, but, I, yeah, he, it could be around Eli and have him with his guard down. It's, it's, it's really
0: funny. Got it. Why do you think he is the way he is with the media? thing? you think it's being in the New York spotlight and kind of the Derek Jeter thing of separating his personality from the media? Because when you see him in a press conference, you would have no idea that this is a goofy character. Exactly.
1: And I think that's exactly what he's
0: doing. He is, hey,
1: this is, this is football. This is my passion. This is my profession this is the way I'm gonna do it, you know, there's nothing and, and to be joking about when it comes to wins, losses or whatever. He takes that very, very seriously. But when he gets around to us and he's able to you know, you gotta realize, you know, it goes all the way back to, you know, when he's like five, five years old and all of a sudden he's painting your little brother. You know what I mean? He yeah. can't be like that. So he's just a different guy in front of the media. And it's different when you're in New York in general, you know, there's 200 cameras in every locker room every single day. It's, it, you don't get as much
0: coverage ever, everywhere else as you do in New York. So, he's very professional. When they leave the uh, when they leave the locker room, things change. That's uh, that's interesting to hear. The last question I have for you is: I know you're working in uh, business supplies in the Cincinnati area. I was wondering: Do you see a return to football either in? announcing or going back into some kind of front office role? Or I think a lot of fans would love to see you involved in the game in some capacity.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I I do. um, I live in Lexington and my my work probably down here, so I'm pretty lucky when it comes to that. Um, But I know a lot of radio. I know a lot of pretty game shows for Kentucky football. I would love to be involved. I would love to be a coach someday. Um, And I do work with high school quarterbacks now. But, you know,
0: to get into it and have that be a full-time job, I mean, obviously that would be the, the mecca for me. Got it. Would you be, like, where do you think you would start a coaching career? Would you start at the high school level? Do you think you'd get, like, a GA job at Kentucky? Or um, what do you I think the path would? I could probably is? get a GA job if I, if I wanted to. But, you know, hey, i could got two kids, too. So let's be real about uh, it. Yeah, so, it would be nice to get
1: some money out of it. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, you know, the, the opportunity would have to,
0: you know... Come up and you know we'll talk about it from there. Got it. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time and best of luck to you. Thanks, buddy. I Appreciate it. All right. Bye.